a child's wonderment when faced with the unexplained. Reports of red lights and people disappearing are setting the paranormal community abuzz. And and do nuclear bombs really exist today on Dead Rabbit Radio? I'm a little freaked out. Actually, I'm a lot freaked out. So many conflicts are about to start. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day, too. we got a lot of great stuff today. I think we have a lot of great stuff this week, actually. A lot of cool stories. I've been spending the weekend researching. That's normally what I do, is I'm popping around on the internet, following up leads and things like that. I found a couple stories that I've been looking for for a while. So I think we got some good stuff this week. So first off, I wanted to start with a bit of an audio clip. It was a video clip that I converted to an audio clip. My brother and my nephew Jace were out the other night, I think doing soccer practice or something like that. It was dark. And a bright light basically appears in the sky. Now, my brother, he thinks, first he thought it was some sort of like meteor, but then since it was up for so long, the way it was moving, he said it must have been a rocket. And here he is trying to videotape it and understand and try to figure out if it was a rocket and if everything is okay. And then my nephew Jace throwing in his own hypotheses, his own explanations for this mysterious light in the sky. You got the soccer ball? I think we're okay. It was just like it was heading like straight this way. And there was three of them. Ah, it's cold. See? Dad! No, no, no. So many public strippers to start. Alright, well, let's just walk, start heading back to the truck. Well, hold on. Let's see what it does. That was the weirdest thing I ever saw. I'm I'm really, I'm really freaked out. Because this is a puff of light of smoke. I know. (gasps) Is that God? No. I don't, I don't know what it. I'm. A, I think it's a rocket. I think it's God. But we don't get rockets. Why is it so bright? Yeah, we don't get rockets around here. Yeah, but we saw that one. How come everything when we come here at night, something strange happens? Um. um I'm a little freaked out. Actually, I'm a lot freaked out. I know. Just hold on. I only have minutes left what makes it so bright i guess the rocket engine i don't even know if it's rocket it's gotta be and the things that we saw behind it had to have been like the other parts that were like this but that would be on the news and everything well i'm sure it will be whoa oh the street light i was like oh I just saw a puff, like, you saw a puff of smoke, and then I looked, you said, whoa, and I looked uh, over, and I saw, I was like, Whoa. It was, like, billowing. That's, that was what the weird that thing looks was. looks like Jesus, though. Uh, Jesus, settle down. Jesus. But then, looks, now it looks like the spaceship is coming right towards us. It does. I'm a little freaked out now. I don't want to stop filming, though. Yeah, I'm going to stop, okay? Hey, I'm scared. So, other than getting some awesome sound clips out of that, like, I'm so scared, and it's a zombie apocalypse. 
which I'm sure will f- show up on future episodes of Dead Rabbit Radio. I think that's an interesting one. First off, it's just kind of cute. But secondly, I think it's interesting because be- I think it's interesting because basically he's going through all of the mysterious things he knows. We have within a span of two minutes claims of aliens, zombie apocalypse, God, Jesus. And then right after claiming that it looks like Jesus, he once again refers to it as a spaceship. And I just think that's adorable. <laughs> I just think, it, and and just to let you know, you, I know you guys can't see the video. It looks nothing like Jesus. It's a big floating ball in the sky. But yeah, it was adorable. And you know, I think that's one of the cool things about mysterious events and paranormal stuff. Most of us really got into it when we were kids. And I think that's one reason why it's really fun. Even though, like, I'll debunk a lot of stuff. I've, I was this week, and I was thinking, man, you know, I, I debunk a lot of stuff on the show. Is that is that cool? And I was like, I, yeah, I think because I walk a fine line. Like, I debunk stuff, and then the next story segment, I'll talk about The Conjuring 2 and ghosts and stuff like that. Because I still believe in a lot of this stuff. I still believe in a lot of the stuff. There's just other stuff that I'm just like, uh, you know, get, get, I want more. I want more proof. I don't necessarily want to seek out to destroy people's fun. My goal is let's push harder. Let's get some better stuff. Let's get some better stories. And let's get some better proof. So, yeah, we all get into this when we're kids. I just think that's adorable. Conspiracies are interesting because we tend to get into those as we're older. And I think that's why they tend to be a little darker. You know, you very rarely, you, some, you'll hear about good ghosts and evil ghosts and angels and demons. Very rarely do you hear about good conspiracies. There's not like an Illuminati out there doing good deeds that we know of. There are always these mean conspiracies. So that's interesting. And you know, actually, I think I might do a future topic on that. I'm going to look for some good conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories that supposedly help people. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next story. And to, for our next story, we're going to have to take a little trip to the paranormal board on 4chan. Dave on YouTube, I was, you know, post up my episodes on YouTube, cut them up and put put them on YouTube. And Dave said, hey, you should check out the red light incidents. And so, oh, thanks, Dave. I appreciate all the feedback I've gotten. You guys have put me on some really good stories. You guys have given me a lot of good information. So I keep that coming. Red light incidents. So this could be one of two things. But let me go ahead and tell you what's going on first, and then we'll kind of analyze it. In... March of this year, a guy wakes up in his house, and there is a red light coming from his bathroom. And he took several photos, which is good, which is what we want. We want photos, and we want video recording, not of orbs, but we want something more to latch on. So he wakes up, and there's a red light emanating from his bathroom, like the door's cracked a bit, and he has these photos of this red light coming in. So when we look at the first post he made, it was at 4.11, and... Whether or not it was 4.11 where he was at, we don't know. But that's just the way that the timing system works on 4chan. So at 4.11, he posts on 4chan saying, Hey, I woke up. There was this creepy red light coming from my bathroom. I don't know what to do. And he takes several photos. And people on the forum are interacting with him saying, You know, oh, you know, go check on it. And other people are like, No, no, don't check on it. A poster named Simon. And most, I'd say 99% of people on 4chan go anonymous. But every so often you have what is called using a trip. To be polite, that is the term I will use. This guy was using a trip, which means he entered in a name, and Simon pops up and says, Your house is about to be shifted to another dimension. You need to get outside. Doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime, preferably daytime, but you just need to leave your house. Otherwise, you're going to get trapped in your house, and when you, you're you not going to be able to leave it. And it's possible that it's already too late, but you should get out of your house. 
And that comment was shifted and moved among, you know, tons of other comments where people are like, go investigate it, get safe, go investigate it, call the cops, go investigate it, da 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 At 5.11, he stops posting. He's gone. Now, again, because everything's anonymous, we don't know if he ever posted again or anything like that. And that was the end of that. And after 5.11, after his last post at 5.11, people are like, he's dead, he got warped to another dimension, blah, 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 blah. In April of 2018, we have another new post to 4chan. So this guy is walking down the street, and this this time we're clocking it in at 2310, so that would be 11 o'clock, 10 after 11. He's walking down the street, and he sees a UFO shaped as a cloud, which generally we just call clouds, but anyways, it's a UFO shaped as a cloud, and he takes a picture, and it's it's clearly just a long tubular cloud. Doesn't look like a UFO at all. But as I'm told in this thread, sometimes UFOs disguise themselves as clouds. These are called cloud ships. I've never, I mean, I might have come across that before, but again, that's just ridiculous. So otherwise they'd all be clouds and we would never see one if they have the ability to do that. But, and so then he's walking home. And at this point he's saying, you know, I feel like someone's walking behind me. I feel lightheaded. My eyes, I'm starting to see trails in front of my eyes. And they ask him, you know, you should go home and arm yourself can you get a gun? Again, because it's an international website, you don't really know who you're talking to. At that point, he says, I'm from Corona, California, and I do have a gun. Because obviously, if he was in Britain, he would just have like a billy club or something. So he finally gets home. He's like, oh, man, I finally feel relieved. Like whatever was happening outside, I finally feel like I'm home. And then he begins taking photos of red lights coming from a room in his house. And it looks the same. It's the same type of dark red light that's just kind of emanating from the room and you see the door is partially opened and you see it coming from the room and coming you know all it, it looks eerie and he's like I, I have my gun if i see something moves i'm gonna come after it now simon is back in this thread as well and he again using the name simon and he's like this house is about to be shifted into another dimension you need to leave the house and get out of the house and he's like, oh, oh, and I should say, too, this poster, the guy who started this thread, actually did take a photo of himself with a bloody nose saying, I got a bloody nose from whatever was happening outside, and there's a picture of him with blood on his face. People are saying, stay. People are saying, go in the room and see what's in there. Simon's saying to leave the house as soon as possible. And the Anon, the anonymous guy, the guy who is telling the story, says that he starts to see a shadow moving in the room. At 2.07 in the morning is the last time he posted. And then they wait basically an hour to call it. The people on 4chan are still commenting on it. And after about an hour, they're like, okay, he's been gone for an hour. He's Something happened to this guy. And as far as we know, this poster has never been back to 4chan. Again, it's anonymous. We wouldn't know. But this person, no one's ever come back to say, hey, I was the guy who started that thread. The fact that Simon popped up in both threads... And it said the same thing both times. This is what's going on. I think that is an interesting thing, too. Now, again, there's a thing, and I've used the term before, too, LARP. It means live-action role-play. It basically means that people go, like, I've just been possessed by a succubus. Ask me seven questions before I disappear or whatever, and people pretend to do this stuff. It's real popular in the paranormal community, unfortunately. I see a lot of stuff like, I am one of the nine angels of hell. I'm about to destroy humanity. Ask me questions. It's so bizarre. It's it's very, very likely that Simon is a LARP. 
that he popped into both of these threads and was saying this stuff. And, you know, again, because people are saying, well, how do you know this? How do you know this? And he's very vague on how he knows this stuff. And he seems to be very, very informed on the red light incidents, even though no one has encountered them before. We had two within two months and he's on both boards. That actually makes me think that these stories are made up. Very easy to stage. Basically, you could put any red light emitting object in these rooms. A, a red light bulb or anything, really, that emits enough red light. And then you could set it up and then you would have a character named Simon pop in and be like, get out of the house, get out of the house. And then the story just ends and then they could repeat that again next month. They could repeat that ad nauseum. The other theory is that the red light incident itself is real. Simon is a LARP. So Simon's just jumping on the bandwagon, and these people just stop posting for whatever reason. That The second part of that, the people stop posting, is seems weird, because if it was, the red light incident was real, but everything ended up being okay, you think they'd come back. I mean, enough time has passed. We're talking about posts in April and March of this year. We haven't had any callbacks to the red light incidents that I've seen, at least. So let's look at the third paranormal option. That somehow, and again, I'm going to, Simon may be a legit figure in this, but I'm I, I'm wary to say that because Simon started saying that the aliens or the interdimensional entity was watching the people in the thread who were reading the 4chan post themselves and was going to come after them next, which hasn't happened as far as we know. We haven't had any other posts like this. And again, that's just, again, a kind of way to make the story creepier. But let's assume, just for the sake of a fun story, that the red light incidents themselves are true and remove Simon from it. I think there is something scary about a supernatural force invading your own home. I think that's why we find ghosts in your house far scarier than a ghost in an abandoned asylum. Generally, when you have the two types of stories, especially like when we look at fiction, you have a group of people go into an asylum and the asylum like has to lock them in. They're like, hey, let's go here for the night and drink and have sex and do drugs. And a ghost is taking them out one by one. And when we watch shows like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that, where they go into the asylum, they're like, we're here in, you know, Westmore Prison and we're going to be here all night and we're going to investigate all these ghosts. It's not as scary as you are a family living in a house that is haunted. The same way if you are in a business and someone breaks into that business, especially if you're not there. If you go to a business every day, someone breaks into it one day and robs it and you come back the next day, you're like, what happened to your window? And they're like, oh, someone broke in last night. You'll be like, oh, that sucks. If you go home and your house has been broken into, it's, it is chilling. It is a tr- it feels like a true violation. It's very very unnerving. When you when someone has broken into your house. It's it's bizarre. It's you have this really weird sense of you're not safe anymore. Someone broke into your house. So if these events were happening in the woods, they're like, "Hey, I was walking through the woods and I saw a creepy cabin and there was like a red light flashing and then the guy disappeared." It would be less scary than I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a red light coming from a room in my house and then the person disappearing. Is again, it's just a total violation. So it it works on that level. If these things are happening, if these red lights are somehow appearing, the question would be is what are they? 
and what are they doing? Nobody wants to wake up to that. And nobody wants to disappear to that, too. And you look at all the times people have gone missing, and there's always that thing in the back of your head. Like, you're like, it could have been a serial killer. They could have fallen off a cliff. Could have just, they had a heart attack in the middle of the woods. There's always that thing in your back of your head and where you're like, but what if, you know, what about those stories where people are like, yeah, they left to go to work and, and then we never saw them again. Like, we saw their car on the side of the road and there was no sign of foul play and their purse was there and their keys were in the car and they were just gone. Getting erased is scarier than getting kidnapped. It's, you know, infinitesimally less likely, but it's scary nonetheless. But so those are the red light incidents. Are they a real phenomenon that's happening? Are people really disappearing? And is it related to these red lights that are popping up in people's rooms? Or is it just fake? Is it some people having a joke? Is Simon the same person posting the red light stories? Or is it just a group of people saying, hey, let's have a laugh, let's make this up? I think if it was totally fake, I think we would have seen more by now, because again, this took place months ago. It's a spooky story nonetheless, so I wanted to share that with you. And thanks, Dave, for bringing my attention to that. And if anything else pops up with these stories, we'll let you guys know. So here we go. Conspiracy time. Do nuclear bombs exist? Let's go ahead and jump into this guy. Not literally into a mushroom cloud, but let's go ahead and jump into this thing. So, you know, there's a lot of mysteries that we have about nukes and nuclear power in general. So, I, I, in a way, I sympathize with this conspiracy theory. I get where they're coming from. These are the main components. These are real, because I had to do a ton of reading on this stuff. These are pretty much the main arguments. I'm just going to bullet point them for you right now. One, nuclear bombs don't exist. Two, nuclear bombs can't exist. The... Level of power they put out is not possible, is kind of the argument. You just can't have these type of bombs. So basically their argument is, is that, yes, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were attacked. But it wasn't one plane dropping one bomb on Hiroshima and then a plane dropping a bomb on Nagasaki. It was firebombing. The whole city was firebombed. Now, despite the fact that that would require an entire fleet of planes flying over Japan and dropping firebombs, that's what they think happened twice, and Japan never shot them down. They're saying that the people who survived this, people who survived Hiroshima and Nagasaki are like, yeah, I was just sitting there and I was just like eating, eating tofu or whatever, and all of a sudden I felt an intense wave of heat hit my back and I got all these horrible burns. And they go, that happens during a firebombing. So it was a firebombing. They didn't suffer. They don't. No one's reporting that they suffered the effects of a nuclear blast. They're reporting they suffered the effects of heat. But that's their argument, that Hiroshima and Nagasaki were firebombed. There is a claim. One of the claims they use to show that nukes don't exist is that ICBMs don't exist. There's the claim that there's no unedited footage that exists of an ICBM leaving one continent and hitting another. I don't even know of any edited footage of an ICBM leaving one continent and hitting another. I'm sure they've tested them in some way. I always thought they landed in the ocean. I don't think even an ally would want America going, hey, we're going to test this ICBM. We're going to shoot it at you and uh, let us know where it lands. It doesn't have a warhead on it, we promise Britain. They're saying that the all of, all of the footage you've seen of nukes, of explosions are either 
edited with Hollywood special effects. And, and of course, you can go on YouTube and watch video after video of their, like, look at the clouds don't move and, and here. And then look at have this shockwave. And they'll say, look, at we have a, we're showing the footage of the explosion. And then we're showing the people just standing here looking at it. And then we cut back to the explosion. And that cut there is so they could edit the footage. One thing to remember is that the footage that we see as civilians is not the footage that the military sees. They don't watch the edited version of them cutting back to themselves. They have two views. They have a camera of just them, and then they have footage of just the nuclear bomb. So that's not really... I mean, we may be getting the edited footage, but the unedited footage of the nuclear blast exists. Other people say, oh, no, no, the blasts were real. It wasn't edited. It was just big explosions. One of the points of proof that nuclear bombs don't exist is they've never been used against the United States. Therefore, they don't exist. That was a weird argument. I mean, yeah, because then that would lead to a nuclear war. You know, we used them first. And then, basically, that was it. As of now. So, if they were used against us, then we, you know most likely wouldn't be here. There would just be possibly a short exchange of nuclear bombs, but it, it, it'd probably get out of hand pretty quickly. This one I loved. This, 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 um, I'm going to quote this verbatim. The idea that mushroom clouds are unique to nuclear blasts is also a complete myth. That, and that is true, that any big explosion can cause a mushroom cloud. But let me go back to this. In fact, you can create a mushroom cloud explosion in your backyard with common materials. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't try to prove that nuclear bombs don't exist by creating an explosion large enough to create a mushroom cloud in your backyard. That might be one of the most irresponsible things I've seen just as an aside on a conspiracy theory in a long time. That would be the equivalent of, you don't believe in quantum suicide? Put a gun in your head, pull the trigger, watch, you'll live. Do not build a bomb in your backyard. That's really bad. So the question obviously is this. They're, they're saying the nuclear bombs don't exist. And that all the footage is either faked or it's just conventional explosions. And Nagasaki and Hiroshima were firebombed. At least they admit Hiroshima and Nagasaki happened. But then the question comes to, just like with Flat Earth or any of these conspiracies, why? Why have they been faking this? The conspiracy theory behind why they're faking this was that they wanted people to live in fear and they wanted to divert billions and trillions of dollars into these government projects and just like, I don't know, take it home with them. So and, you know, I I get the whole thing about the government just wanting to create an era of fear. But, you know, the thing with this conspiracy theory is that the thing is, is that conspiracy theories work best when they're very, very contained to a certain group of people or a certain geographical area. So you can say that the Bilderberg is this group that we're not allowed access into and they make all the decisions for the world. They make all the like, what's going to happen politically and socially in the world for the next year? What are their aims and goals? That is centered on a group of people that meet in a area at any given time. And they're all basically very secret. And that is a real group. That's not a, the conspiracy theory isn't that they exist. The conspiracy theory is how much control they have over the general population. So, I mean, like, the amount of people that it would take to cover this conspiracy theory up is mind-boggling. At least the fake moon landing, they can say, you could have really just had a core group of people know that it was fake, and all the telemetry that was coming in on the computers in the NASA offices were, were faked. You had a core group that said, we know you're not really going to the moon, the three astronauts, a couple other people who were in on it, everyone else working at NASA was getting faked 
fake data and they thought it was real. That's a limited conspiracy theory. The amount of people you would need to pull off the fact that the Earth was actually flat is phenomenally large. Moon landing, it's, you, can, you can do it small. You can have that be a small conspiracy. This thing, again, is just too big. There's hundreds of countries. America and Russia aren't the only countries with nukes. You know, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't Iran just say, nukes don't exist, we don't need them because they don't exist, and we're not going to tank our economy trying to get them because they don't exist. And people would be like, well, of course they exist. Look at this footage. And then they're like, no, this footage is fake. I just, you know, it, it, the amount of cover-up that would be needed for this. And really, again, their main evidence is it's impossible for them to exist, which is not true. And the footage is fake. Now, again, like, at what point do you start to accept footage as being real? I think there has to be some sort of standard that is set where we go, this is real footage, and this is fake footage. I, I don't know what that standard is. But I think there's probably this weird overlay where someone could look at nuclear bomb footage and go, no, that's fake, look at the edits, and then see footage of Bigfoot walking through the forest and go, oh, that's real, that's proof of Bigfoot. It's mind-boggling. But again, I do get the idea that, I think if, I, I agree more with the argument, I, I don't, I believe nukes exist, but I believe more with the argument that the technology to make a nuclear bomb doesn't actually exist, and all of the footage we've seen of nuclear blasts are simply conventional explosions to a huge degree. It's a ton of dynamite. Versus, nah, the footage is fake, you can't believe it, fake news, fake news. Like, one of them is a very lazy excuse, just being like, that footage is fake, and the other one is them saying, no, that's an actual real explosion, I just don't know what caused that explosion. That's a more viable path for nukes are fake. There's tons of resources on this, by the way. Like, I had a hard time parsing down the information that I was going to talk about. This is, a, again, another growing conspiracy theory. Nuclear bombs don't exist. And on the face of it, it sounds completely foolish, but people really believe it. I, I, I would love to make a massive diagram to see who people who believe in certain conspiracy theories and then also believe in adjoining conspiracy theories. Like, does this have a lot of crossover with the moon landing was fake or does it have more crossover with flat earth? Because I'm sure there's those loops. I think people who believe in ghosts and the supernatural, the weirdo stuff, they're farther away from this. They'll be like, oh, I mean, I believe in ghosts and I believe in demons and I believe all, like all sorts of crazy stuff. Red lights moving through the, the, the darkness and stuff like that. That's to me, is far more plausible than someone telling me nuclear bombs don't exist. I think it is much easier and actually much less mentally stressful for me, and I think for a lot of people, to someone says ghosts don't exist and I go, well, I think that they do. So you're saying something doesn't exist and I think that it does exist versus something existing and me saying that doesn't exist. That's a totally different mind trick. One of them is saying, I have a bicycle at home. And they're like, no, Jason, you don't have a bicycle at home. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have a bicycle at home versus I'm looking at my bike and I go, I don't have a bicycle. I think that's the difference between the two. And it's really, really odd that looking at a bicycle and saying, I don't have a bike, is becoming more and more common with conspiracy theories. Stuff like the Illuminati is, I don't, I've never seen proof of it, but I'm pretty sure it exists. Or I've seen limited proof of it, and I'm pretty sure that exists. You know, so we have stuff like the Illuminati and MK Ultra and 
Bohemian Grove and things like that where we go, I see enough evidence to make me think this is real. And then we have the conspiracy theories that there is evidence it is real and people going, I don't believe in that. I flat out don't believe that. And it's weird. And I wonder if we're going to see a rift in the conspiracy theory community over this. I don't think I don't think people who are researching like these more grounded conspiracy theories, like is MK Ultra still operating, want to associate with people who are flat earthers. I think even people who are 9-11 truthers don't want to associate with people who say nuclear bombs never existed because it completely just... People can sit down and listen to you and be like, oh yeah, you know, molten steel at the bottom, you know, jet jet fuel can't melt steel beams and, you know, there was hidden explosives and stuff like that. And then someone walk and sit next to that guy and say, yeah, did you also know nuclear bombs don't exist? All the footage you've seen is fake. You'd be like, what? I'm trying to convince this guy about physics, how buildings fall. And you're talking, saying that nuclear bombs don't exist. So I think we are going to see a rift in the conspiracy theory community. And honestly, if the more grounded, and I'm using that term very, very lightly, very lightly. I think 9-11 truther movement is, I like I've said before, I researched that for a near decade. And I came around, I used to be a truther, and then I realized that it was just nonsense. But if I was still a 9-11 truther, I would want nothing to do with the flat earthers and nothing to do with the no-nuke people and, and all of this stuff. World War II didn't happen. I don't want anything to do with them. I want to talk about physics, and I want to talk about geopolitical realities. I don't want to talk about the idea that you're looking at something that clearly, clearly happened and saying that it's totally false. So I think we're going to see that rift there. Well, that was our Monday episode. I had a lot of fun recording that, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. We got some good stuff this week. I think we got a lot of good stuff this week. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be my email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.